check, check. One, one, two, one, two. Check. Welcome. Check, check. Them that's got shall get. Check, check, one, two. Them that's not shall lose. So the Bible said, and it still is news. Mama may have, Papa may have, but God bless the child that's got his own, that's got his own. Yes, the strong gets more While the weak ones fade Empty pockets don't Ever make the grave Mama may have Papa may have But God bless the child that's got his own That's got his own Rich relations give crust of bread and such. You can help yourself, but don't take too much. Mama may have, Papa may have, but God bless the child. That's got his own. That's got his Tell us what deodorants to buy. 
Business goes on as usual, except that my brother is dead. He was twenty-five and very much alive. But the dreams have all been blasted from his head in a far-off land with a gun in his hand. He died in a war. He did not. Plenty to choose from the rack, but rumor goes that the latest thing in clothes, the latest thing in clothes, will be black. Business goes on as usual, as usual, as usual.
Ferg, you got it. Good evening, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Old Soul Radio for another Sunday. Every uh, Sunday. Every Sunday at 8 p.m. Uh, it's just past that. I'm DJ Jima. I'm MC Puzz. And uh, tonight uh, we have a very, very, very special guest. Uh, someone who's been at Mutiny uh, before the, most. The uh, original Mutiny. Yeah, the oh, original man. Mutiny man. The original Mutant. To and, us. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we're very lucky to have the very uh, busy and funny Mike Evans Jr. Woo! Mike, how do you, whoa, how do you feel, um, you know, in life? In life, man. Keep talking to the mic, please. That's right. I haven't been here in a long. I forgot this how this works. Yeah. Uh, in life, it feels good. Um, Can you explain yeah, the the life? The OnlyFans. Yeah. Props. So I bought this uh, this light. It's funny. I should have brought the box with me. It looks exactly like it's just like this white woman smiling doing yoga. <laughs> and I was like, that's that's what I need. Yeah. That's what I need for this interview. That's what you need in life? Yeah. Okay. A white woman smiling doing yoga. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding, Kenya. At home. So, uh, so sorry. Speaking of white women doing yoga. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. What's up, bro? But this is for the yoga you do later for us. Yeah. Right? Okay. For sure. What's um, the sub fee? How, uh, how, how have you been doing this past week, man? Uh, this past week's been cool. Just, uh, Really trying to put together these last few episodes of uh, a French Egg series. Yeah. It's been, it's been dope. It's funny because I'm talking to two people who are both in the show. Yep. Three people. Four yep. people. Four people. I guess, Chelsea, you could be in the show, too, if you didn't know. So, have a cameo. Five people. Yeah. Not, but it's fun. It's, uh, I don't know, it's a, it's, it's a blessing to be able to do something, like, with all your friends. Yeah. I feel like it's uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, like, so what's sort of, like the chronological process of rent check you know mm. like how did it what what when did the idea come to conception and mm. how did you decide to <coughs> film it uh basically last year i was gonna do a, a comedy special at uh at bats improv Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I can never. I don't trust Satchel behind me. Yeah, he's like. Really, <laughs> <you're> like <laughs> I'm just so worried that like something's gonna happen. He looks like the security for Britney Spears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> security for Britney Spears. Free Britney. Free Britney. No disrespect. All love. Um, I think it's her birthday today. It's actually Equipto's birthday. Shout out to Equipto. Shout out to Equipto. Sorry, out. I butchered your birthday by saying it was. <clears throat> Crypto and Britney Spears is synonymous, you know. Exactly. Yep. No, but, um, but yeah, no, I've uh, I've been doing stand up for the last six years, and this show, and also Collective, has been alive for the last five, six years too, I think. Six, seven, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so this whole show is pretty much like like bringing all that shit together in one spot. Like I have Pam Benjamin playing my mom, and shout out to Pam who runs Mutiny Radio. I have Tony Sparks playing my dad, and both those people gave me like my very first ever comedy shows. Yeah. And then the whole cast pretty much is either comedians or rappers that have either been involved with Old Soul Collective, done shows with us, or features or anything. And like every comedian is somebody that's like helped me pretty much get to another level what, in, uh, in comedy. What it, what like why is it called Rent Check? Uh, it's called Rent Check because I feel like as a struggling artist, I'll get it closer. 
because I feel like as a struggling artist, we have two checks. We have like are pretty much living in San Francisco. There's that one check that you can like buy food with mm-hmm. and like you know have fun with, and there's one check that always goes to rent. Where mm-hmm. it's either like pretty much your whole check or ninety percent of your check. There's the rent check, and there's like the have fun check slash like eat food and. So it's basically yeah. like a bi weekly check kind of life thing, and then it's like one's for rent and one is for like weed stuff. Yeah, yeah, and um, really like right before I released this preview with Stunman O two where I ask him for a check mm. or, or he like writes a check that's like for my rent for other things and mm-hmm. so I saw that that was a good preview yeah you're also in that <laughs> <laughs> Sam and Jai yeah. part of its goodness it's great to do an interview about something that you're you know that the guys were both also in, involved in mm-hmm. I also used to host Old Soul Radio back a long time ago yeah. 2015 so yeah, this is also a good like a couple of years too like, yeah you know like from the first year to like fucking two three years in right yeah and then uh, me and Jai arm wrestled, and he beat me, and so he got the show. Um, yeah, you remember you, that, right? For those who didn't know, that was when I was getting <laughs> <laughs> That's why. That's Wait, why I'm I don't remember that, no. Arm you guys arm wrestled? No, I'm fucking around. Oh. Yeah, no. but, uh, you guys should yeah, arm wrestle. Appreciated it. But yeah, no, it's... Um, but yeah, but really, like, I was going to do a, a comedy special last year, and then when the pandemic hit, um, there's a lot of... There's a lot of, like, comedians talking to me about, like, yo, you should do something on, like, Zoom or, you know, make right. fucking TikToks or all this other stuff. And right. the way I felt was just, like, I just really, like, if I'm going to be on the screen, I really would like to make it, like, a show or something that, like, yeah. I could look back on and be, like, damn, like, that was really, you know, a solid body of work. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, really, like, I'd be down to do this skit. Some skits are fucking hilarious. I don't think I'd... I'm not taking this edible. <laughs> you have to take it. You no. took it. You no. touched it. It's all good. You have, you have what I have now. Uh, Still deep, motherfucker. Yeah. Continue, sorry. No, but, um, no, last year a lot of comedians went to Zoom and to skits, which is, like, super dope. I just was like, I don't know. I just feel like I didn't want to do that right then and there. And, like, for a long time I've been writing, uh, I don't know. I've been writing a lot of, like, movies and tv show episodes and stuff for a long time that i've never even really talked to people about to be mm-hmm. honest like i've been writing really? honestly, since like the third grade wow um yeah in the third grade i wrote like i wrote like five movies in the third grade that like i presented to the whole class and the entire cast was like every student that was in the classroom plus the teacher and we would fight like monkeys in space and shit <laughs> and uh from there, I definitely was like, well, you know, one day I might have a TV show, but like, I never really thought that, you know, it would happen at, you know, 26 and all this stuff. And so we're trying to make it work, though, but it's, yeah. uh, it's really crazy. Everything's coming together. Yeah. Like, I remember you talking about <clears throat> the special you wanted to do, you know, a good while before it was going to happen. And also, a good while before quarantine. So, you know, assuming you have so much of that planned and then for you to move into doing only uh you know short film episodes or you know like Mm -hmm. episodic uh you know format Mm -hmm. how much of that special um were you did you convert into the show like i know you were planning on having like short like scenes like that in the special but how much of the other stuff like were you able Mm -hmm. to translate into what's going on now yeah so um yeah, originally for the comedy special, it was, like, supposed to be a video plays. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the video plays, I do I do comedy, and then another video plays, and then there's like a hip hop cipher, right? Mm. And so, um, basically, I filmed three videos before the special. Like it was all like pretty much ready to go, um, and uh, pretty much none of like I like. Pretty much, I, I wrote this special built off of like those, or sorry, not the special. I wrote the series based off of those characters I wrote in those videos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, um, Terry is a recurring character. These are videos that I'm not even sure how I'm gonna like integrate because now that, like I wrote the series, they have n- like, <laughs> it's like not that they have nothing to do with those past videos, but it's just like I literally like wrote the series, like as if it took place right after the conversation with me and Stunner Man. Um, mm. but I'd like, I did that, <laughs> but kind of disregarding the other videos that I made, which is like, I'm, I'm curious to see what, what happens with those. But, uh, but yeah, those were kind of, they were, they were all written in July. I released rent check preview on like July 4th mm-hmm. and I didn't know if people were going to fucking understand it. I don't know if people were going to like it, but the reception that I got from it was like, Oh shit, people like my writing. Yeah. Like I'm going to write all yeah. these episodes and see what happens and, I did not. I don't know. I didn't expect it to get to where it is right now. What what did what did that reception do for your your process in mm-hmm. in writing more? Uh, it let me know that people understood what I was the messages I was trying to put out. Um, I think that uh, I was worried about that. And I feel like a lot of artists are worried. Like you know, you come up with a song or an album mm-hmm. concept or anything like that. It's like you kind of worry about like are people gonna get it is this too corny is this too serious is this too this or that you know but you never really fucking know until you put it out and it's Mm -hmm. like uh that's what that was for me i felt like a first single you know what i mean like putting out that video and so that made me feel like oh shit i could come out with an album which is you know wrench like series in a in a way but uh what like excuse me Mm -hmm. first of all how many episodes is it uh 12 what happens in the first episode? First episode, can't tell you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I really wish I could, but uh, yeah, it just wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, you is, just gotta let the people wait in anticipation. Is yeah. there like a protagonist? Yeah, so I'm I'm the protagonist. I play this guy named Mike, the comedian. You like how I said protagonist? Yeah, that's yeah. It. I like that word. All right, cool. <laughs> protagonist. All right, continue. Uh, yeah, the main characters are me. Um, uh, Callie J plays my sensei in the ah. show, and my roommate is played by Terry Dorsey. Nice. Uh, and those are pretty much the main characters. Also, Stunderman as well plays my older brother. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So y- you're saying, um, you know, a lot of the people that are in this series are some of the same people that helped you get started in comedy mm-hmm. in general mm-hmm. and so like what is it like to have the seats switched like that to where you know they were kind of you know mm-hmm. bringing you up into comedy but now you're doing your your thing mm-hmm. and you're pretty much directing those people that kind of brought you in in the beginning like what's that like it's trippy because it's like uh it's definitely like a dream come true for sure mm-hmm. um and also, yeah, it's just something that I've always wanted to do. Like, I feel like in a lot of ways, I mean, with the comedy and just, like, confidence in being an artist in general, I take both of those from, like, comedians and rappers the same. Mm-hmm. And so, like, uh, 
I don't know, to, to be able to work with so many people I'm inspired by, but, but to direct them is definitely, like, yeah. it's, it's tricky because it's like I want to give them, like, pointers sometimes, but I'm just like, who am I to give you pointers? <laughs> you know, Tony, yeah. <laughs> Tony yeah, yeah, yeah. Sparks, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, like I was going to say, like, does it, is it, uh, do, you, do you have more or less confidence directing those people, <laughs> or, do you, you know, do you, like, find yourself, uh, you know, holding yourself back a bit just because, you know, that scene? Well, I, like... I definitely have like more confidence. Some because it's like it's like a cheat code, really. Because it's, like, it's my first time directing, but I'm choosing who I want to direct. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? So it's yeah, like yeah. choosing these people who I already know, like have a lot of love and respect for me, makes it easy. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think that that's that's pretty much it. Choosing people you love and respect is uh, is what makes it a little bit easier. But directing them is definitely like I don't know. It's uh, it's weird when you're also acting in it at the mm, same time. Right, right. You know, and then. What makes it easier too is that like it's a very collaborative space because sometimes like the actors will pick up on something and like they'll be like oh I think this would be funnier and I like like yeah fuck yeah you know it's not it's not like a, a I make all the calls yeah, like yeah. like no it's gonna happen this way and fuck yeah. what you think you know what mm-hmm. I mean like sometimes we'll get something from an actor or even like the sound person or or somebody holding the lights would be like I think it'd be funny if you did it like this but right. uh, just being able to work with so many dope people in the same room it's like I, with all those minds in one place it can only be you know, funnier. What's yeah. what's the most embarrassing thing that's happened on set so far? Uh, there is an episode where I do jack off, right? And so, <laughs> wow, there's an episode where I'm jacking off like a lot, and um, like you're really jacking off? No, 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 no I can't. I, that's uh, what this cam, this real. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you had to like rehearse, pretend jacking off? Pre- no, no, I didn't have to rehearse because I mean, <laughs> you're like, I got that shit down, bro. Yeah, just, but. You know. It, it just was weird, like, it was weird acting like I was jacking off for the whole time, because it wasn't, like, one take. It wasn't like, all right, Mike, good job. It was, like, three hours straight of me, like, what? jacking. Well, no, not, hold on, not, like. Why did it take three hours? Because there's different angles. And, <laughs> there's different angles and fucking <laughs> different takes. Sometimes the lighting wasn't right. right. Sometimes someone would walk in. I'd be like, oh, no, this <laughs> Like, this is a movie. And they're what, like, what? Walk in where? Into your house? Yeah. Or like, because I live with You're like different in people. You're like in living room or something filming this? One of your roommates. One of your housemates. I was in the, in the in a hallway. Cypher uh, was gone, which is pretty okay. funny. Cypher's also my roommate, for those okay. that don't know. But, uh. I knew that. But yeah. No, that was, it was embarrassing. And that was weird, too, because it was like, this scene is pretty much me jacking off and my roommate catching me jacking off and screaming at me. Ooh. And then, like, later on, when I was jacking off, like, in my own time, like, I was thinking of, like, my roommate yelling <laughs> at me. And I was like, fuck. This is like looking at the door, like, fuck, don't. don't, don't <laughs> yeah. Don't to come in, right? Right? So, th- so, this is a scene that you wrote. Yeah. So, does, so, did this really happen to you? No. I mean, I've been Similar. caught with porn before. I've never been caught, like, actually, like, jacking off. I feel like someone has to be, like, really quiet and sneaky for that to. Yeah, I think I think uh, the vast majority of men are very good at doing their their business quietly. Yeah, you know, you close yeah. the computer, run away, or, <laughs> run away, you know, wherever. Or you just right there, and you just never know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Anyways, <Yeah. laughs> um, rain nice. check. Good segue. Yeah. Um, so speaking of jerking off, uh, I wanted to ask. Oh uh, yeah. So uh, your experience. So I want to bring up Last Black Man um, because he get it jerking off. Yeah, I'll <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll appreciate that joke. Um, that so your experience doing that 
and do it coming out of that and then this being like the next big uh you know filming that you do what did that experience teach you about doing this yourself? oh man last black man taught me a lot about uh really about patience and uh and just possibilities for san francisco really like i think like i when i went to sundance film festival with everybody for last black man in san francisco mm -hmm. like I cried a lot in the theater, like in Utah, because it was just like, holy shit, this fucking happened, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, meeting Jimmy at parties and shit. And like, I don't know, just seeing, seeing someone pull off telling their story that you relate to so much just really makes you feel like you could tell stories of your own, you know, in all art forms. But like, that for sure was dope. One of the main things I like, took away from, uh, actually from Joe Talbot was that he was just like, you know, one of the things that kept me going throughout these five years of making this movie was just keeping good people around me, you know? Mm. And that's really big, you know? Because yeah, right. I feel like, you know, that might not be, it might not be what everyone says. It's like, oh, bro, you should get, you should get that clout. You should be with this person, that person. But it's just like, nah, good people around you will keep you like, you know, on the grind to like see your project all the way through, you know? Because yeah. yeah. I mean, shit, bro, five, five years, like literally like in 2014 when they were like, coming up with the movie we all thought that shit was coming out next year but you know five years later bro that shit's like i don't know i don't i don't like rent check series will come out hopefully in the spring is what we're aiming for but i can't say that like waiting on the same project for five years that's gotta that's gotta uh, do something to your mental you know what i mean yeah. it makes you almost want to like not do it yeah you know especially towards like the end of it when you're almost done yeah you know, like, that's got to be really tough to make, to, like, just polish it, yeah. you know, when you've been sculpting it for so long, mm -hmm. you know, and it's also just got to feel like a tremendous mm -hmm. release after yes. that, you know, like, what kind of, yeah. like... Speaking of Jack <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. There we go. You know? Brought it. There is my... <laughs> oh, there. There what is that's the... what I was waiting to get to the there whole time, you know, I just remembered. What is the, like, so you, like, you know, you're saying in... You use a lot of people from Old Soul Collective in this movie. What for you is the bridge between comedy and Old Soul Collective? Oh man, uh, bridge between comedy and Old Soul Collective. I mean, all you motherfuckers are funny, in some way. I mean, look at Satchel's eyebrows. But you know, I think uh, <laughs> I was waiting for that laugh in the background. Oh shit! <laughs> nah, I think. Uh, the bridge between comedy and art also collective is just the bridge between comedy and art in general. I feel like all my favorite artists, like how many, how serious I take their music, like they all have senses of humor. They do stuff that I think is pretty damn funny, you yeah. know. Um, I think the relationship. I actually talked to Saif about this a lot, but the the relationship between like the comedian and the MC is just we're trying to get people to understand what we're saying for right. the most part, trying to get people to feel what we're saying and trying to invoke emotion. Whether I'm trying to get you to nod your head or. To, laugh really hard right you know um and we both smoke weed you know yeah. comedians and uh and rappers and beat makers and djs not all comedians not all comedians smoke weed do they most of them a lot a lot of comedians but you don't like comedians. to smoke weed before you do comedy right no not anymore um what happens i just kind of forget that i'm there mm. like i'm on stage yeah but i don't know I have different highs. Sometimes I'll get really high and then I'll do really well on stage. And sometimes I'll get really high and I'm like, yeah, I wanna, I wanna leave. Yeah. This is a bad feeling. Yeah. But uh, 
I don't know. Larry Dorsey is throwing me on stage when I'm high multiple times. What what step is this rent check? What step? Yeah, like what is this for you? What step what does this mean for you? Uh like what do you hope it to what do what is the fruition look like? You know, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that just yet. Just cause like for a long time I've definitely I've wanted to move to New York. You know, right. I remember you had a business card that said that. I did have a business card that said that. Said yeah. Note to <laughs> no, self, it's... never fucking make a business card. It said <laughs> moving to New York. It said moving to New York December 2019. Oh, really? Yeah, right when the coronavirus hit. I was oh, like, man. I'll you know, I'll be here. Yeah. But yeah, that didn't fucking happen. I don't know, bro. I don't I like that was tight though. I've tried to make so many plans in advance, like years in advance, or like half a year in a fucking advance, and every time it gets shut down. So right now I'm just like, let me get these episodes out and then see where it goes from there but i have so many interests man like i definitely like i feel like rent check series is like me combining all these rappers and comedians and all these just like dope bay area artists in one show like it makes it so i can do that again in different capacities like i would love to make a music festival one day i'd love to make an album like dj Khaled. you Mm -hmm. know like let me just call all my friends who can make music and Mm -hmm. make an album you know Mm -hmm. um and i just feel like more pro- more and more projects like that. You should do that. I'm 100%. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm like, Sick. I don't know. There's just so many times where I've seen like some of my favorite rappers. I'm like, damn, they should do a song with this person. I'll make it like a, a EP with this person. And they never do. But I feel like with this, it's like I can start to create the things that I want to see. Right. You know? Right. Because um, you have you just there's everybody on the crew is not only somebody you knew, but now just a, a co-worker at that point. So yeah, you just have the entryway. That's, but and that's the thing too. Like, it probably wouldn't have happened mm-hmm. this way if you did go to New York. Yeah, you it know, would not have in yeah. December. Like, mm-hmm. so you know, like, but but you you were planning to make that special as you were planning to go to New York too, right? Yeah, the plan was to do the special and then after the special comes out, like literally the next week, fly to New York and be yeah. like, peace out, San Francisco. You know, yeah. but like, <laughs> I mean. I don't know, because, I don't know, I've never, like, lived outside of the city, which is, like, good and bad Mm -hmm. at the same time, but Mm -hmm. I, like, there's a lot of things I want to do in the Bay Area, but I feel like that'll be like that forever in my head, you know what I mean? Like, because I feel like, right now I say, you know, this this show, uh, this show, music festival, and album, right? But who knows, like, next year I'll be like, oh, I might want to fucking do another album or another show or another season or another, you know? Yeah. And I just feel like, I don't know, I, like... Need to explore more of the world a little bit before I tap into something else. What's what's the farthest place that you've done comedy? Like the farthest place from here? It's New York. I New like York. yeah. I punked out. I was like, I didn't look for a place to do it in London. I just didn't do it. I was just like, uh, I don't understand my fucking. Oh, when you went there for the with the cast? Yeah. Of, okay. Yeah, I went to London for uh, London BFI Film Festival for Last Black Man in San Francisco, uh-huh. and that was hella fun. But I didn't do comedy there. But I did comedy in New York, and that was, like, I, I felt like uh, I've been doing comedy for six years, but once I got on stage for the first time out there, I was like, am I even funny? Like, is this, yeah. are they going to laugh at this shit, you How know? Was it? it was fun. They like offensive humor way more in London. out there. Yeah. Oh, no, in New York. I'm sorry, in New York. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I was. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I was trying shit. Like, I told a 9-11 joke in New York, and, oh, like, yeah. it, it worked. And that, uh, yeah, Satchel knows a joke. What, what kind but, of. Because uh, he's from New York. was it? Huh? <laughs> New York. 
What kind of place was it? Uh, Jai. It was a bar. It was a bar. Yeah. So you just was it open mic? No, it was. Uh, I got booked for this show called like the Midnight Flights. It was like this random bar where like the show started at midnight and ended at four in the morning. For some reason, that makes sense out there. It does. You know? It does. And that, right, it's yeah. it's a beautiful place for that. But uh, but yeah, everyone was telling like these dark, fucked up jokes about everything, and I was just like, I could tell a nine eleven joke, right? It's, it's been it's been a lot of years. Yeah. What were the other people telling jokes about? Uh, you know, it's stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell me a time when you were at a comedy show, mm-hmm. not performing, mm-hmm. and someone said something that and you felt uncomfortable? Uh, actually, no. It's fucked up. <laughs> like I definitely have like a really fucked up sense of humor. I feel like and like I don't know. I feel like every comedian kind of does. But even when a comedian's doing horrible or saying something that they shouldn't say, I'm like. So it's still kind of funny. Yeah. So what's the idea? So like, is it basically like comedians or the are like the art and comedy is basically like understanding kind of like human reaction to certain human situations. One, one more time. I'm sorry. <laughs> what like how did like so comedians? They can. Like they say stuff that maybe other people don't necessarily get away with saying, right? That's yeah, true. So yeah. there's a, so like how do they do that? Uh, being clever. I feel like, uh, you know, right now. And why? right now, right now, especially like in the world, like you know, you can get you know canceled for th- for saying the wrong thing. I'm saying that as I'm like, like please don't say the wrong fucking thing right now. Uh. But yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. I think comedians can get away with saying like offensive things as long as it's like clever and you're making a good point. I feel like in 2021, cheap jokes are like things you can throw away now. And I feel like, you know, earlier in time, you could say clever jokes and you can throw in cheap jokes. But I feel like cheap shots about like, you know, shit that you quote unquote shouldn't be joking about is like unacceptable now. But it's like, I don't know. I like, like, I don't know. I I tend to like the comedians more that walk the fine line between like this is not okay and this is okay. And sometimes shit not being okay is like the funniest thing. Like, (laughs) like I don't know. I make I've made jokes about like global warming, about like me telling kids that like, hey, if you don't do your homework, you know, the sun's gonna burn you when you're an adult. You know, and that's like not funny because global warming is a real thing. But it is funny because like obviously I don't fucking mean that yeah. you know like, yeah like you're doing a show and you're, yeah you're it's also and... funny because it's gonna do it whether they do their homework or not hey, there yeah. we go see <laughs> <laughs> so they shouldn't do their homework really no yeah I, mean, I never did my homework yeah don't yeah. do your homework because we're all gonna die anyways. exactly you know? i just knocked on wood yeah <laughs> no but like i don't know comedians mind when anything fucked up happens in the world it's just a secret when anything fucked up happens in the world Go to an open mic. Yeah. Like, right. anything tragic yeah, yeah. happens Yo, in the world, go to open mic. I agree. You, you will hear the funniest, most shitty yeah. things about whatever happened that day. Yeah. Uh, it's actually yeah. good sometimes. Like, I like I used to go to open mics with you a lot. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> it's really cool to, like, watch comedy, like, at any, like, skill level. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because <laughs> it's true. just, like, it's such a, I don't know. It's yeah. very kind of, like, a, a brave action yeah you know yeah i mean it's just it's they're so relatable that you fucking feel like 
you know, you, you, they're just talking and, you know, you, I could do that because I'm like talking, but then, you, you know, it's like you realize like, oh shit, but that's, that's the skill behind it. It's mm. like, you know, that mm. it's a fucking conversation. And those are like, you know, that's why fucking going on a show is so much better mm. than watching a show. How do you, yeah. on, you know, nah, it's a, uh, it's a lot of fun, but you're, you're going to say something. How yeah. do you make a room full of people laugh? Uh, I say what I think I would laugh at first in a room or situation. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean I gotta read the room for sure. You know, I gotta like make sure. I wasn't always good at this reading the room before <laughs> <laughs> before telling a fucking joke. Yeah, uh, what do you what do you look at when you walk in uh-huh. to a room and you like? You, How you do you know, read all, a room? You just observe the people in the room. You know, like well. Now it's easier because I have more than just dick jokes. You know, when before. <laughs> When ninety percent of my set was just straight like my penis, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it was hard because it's like, all right, I'm walking into this church, I gotta yeah. tell my jokes, you yeah. know, and that's all I had. Um, but um, how you read a room is just like, I don't know, you just see what, what vibe everyone's on. If everyone's dancing right before your set, it's like first you see if it says song? church on the outside. That too, yeah. you see yeah. this yeah. is church. It says church of <laughs> Saint Ignatius. Yeah. I mean, you see, like, the age demographic, if it's, like, people who are, you know, mid-20s, 30s. Uh, then you tell dick jokes. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It depends. Like, I don't know. I've told jokes at a protest, and, like, you know, <laughs> that didn't go over well. Right. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. Can you talk about the worst that you bombed? Yeah, that's, this is the story. This is it? This okay. Is that. Yeah, 100%. It's a good one. Uh, well, is it a good, maybe it's a bad one. No, that's a great one. It's a good uh, story. Once upon a time, there was a hunger strike in San Francisco, California. Um, <laughs> SF State. Yeah, that's SF State. Uh, there's two. That's SF State coinciding with uh, right. one at a Mission Police Station. Um, yeah, I told this joke in front of teachers, activists, uh, these people that were hunger striking to save the Ethics Studies building at SF State. And I told the joke about coming in a bucket and pouring it on my girlfriend. And... Uh, and after the cum pours on her, she like freezes up like Medusa, like, you know, like, like I make like a crunchy sound like a donut. Fictional story. Fictional story, very fictional. Yeah. Um, and even telling it now, I'm like, why did I, why did I say that joke, right? Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah had it, so like, had, you, had it worked before? Was it a good joke? In other I don't think it's ever worked. I think that's the weirdest part. <laughs> is that like every. <laughs> Every time before that, I was just like, "This is this, this is not good," but I I still think it's funny. Yeah. That sounds like the first draft of like the super bad script. First draft, super bad. like like it was like super like, just gross, was... and then they like and then they edited it. <laughs> yeah, They're like all right, we gotta cut back a little bit on the cum bucket. You know, yeah. maybe we could cut that out. Right. But, but yeah, so... telling the cum bucket joke in front of teachers and kids and activists, it wasn't. So the, wasn't is, the brightest was it just move. like dead silence or like? like oh no, I got reaction? booed. Oh, you got yeah, yeah, they were like yeah. upset. They stood I stood up and booed me, and oh, then like, shit. and then like a, a a poet came on after me and was like, "Enough of that shit!" And oh, then they like damn. told like a really great, you know, meaningful poem, and I was just like, <laughs> "Awesome!" But it's fucked up. This is this is what I'll say. Yeah, what the fuck though? Like, the, but what's fucked up is that like I was coming from like marching downtown, and then randomly I was exhausted. And they're like, "Hey, Mike, do thirty minutes of comedy." I was like, oh, "I'm like two years into doing stand up. Let me do yeah. thirty minutes yeah. of what I have right now." Yeah, and so come bucket, you know. Yeah, it, that's the thing too. When you're just going off the cuff, you can't expect it to all be what you you know. It's not, like comedy isn't necessarily supposed to be uplifting, right? It's just supposed to be true and funny. 
Yeah. Which is uplifting. Yeah. In itself. You know. Yeah. But some people, you know, like fuck is that noise? Like, what do you do when, to like, when you know, like, what's the difference between a joke you feel confident about and you're gonna keep doing because no matter if they fucking boo or whatever, you know it's funny. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, how do you know when to? dismiss the bad reaction you know what uh I mean? if a joke works more than three different times that's when i'll keep it uh mm. if a joke bombs more than that even if i like it i just just out of, <laughs> out of respect for you know the audience i gotta just yeah. not say it anymore you know yeah. but uh yeah, if a joke works three times, I know it's a good joke. So if a bomb's the fourth time, I'm still going to try it. If a bomb's the fifth time, I'm still going to try it. But if it's 50-50, yeah. mm. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, you know, yeah, I thought yeah. I had this, you yeah. know. But but sometimes it's either, like, the energy I give off, the room. There's so many factors into, like, whether or not a joke works. Like, I've I've literally done two sets back-to-back before where, like, the same exact jokes will bomb. And those jokes uh, will kill the very right, next set. Right, right, and I know right. it's, like, either... The, the energy I give off, but I don't know. I feel like there's a way to bomb well, too. Like, right, if you know you're right. funny, I've seen comedians, like, get booed for hours, and they're like, I'm right. still fucking up here. Like, yeah, I think, yeah. like, you know, Bill Burr, actually, is one of the, those examples. Right. Chappelle and right. uh, fucking uh, Michelle Wolf. They've been booed, and they're, like, some of, like, my favorite comedians. Right. You know? Yeah. I think uh, it's all part of it. I think that's the funniest thing about it's a fucked up thing. Funny thing about stand-up to me is the fact that no matter how far you get in the game, you can still get booed. Yeah. yeah. Which is so shitty. Yeah. I feel like if I was singing a song, if I was singing a song, y'all wouldn't boo me. What if I was right. terrible? What yeah, the hell? Right. Like, yeah. trying to follow my dreams. No, yeah. they'd boo you if you sang a bad song, though, too. They no. booed Drake. They did, they boo, did Drake. boo Drake. But it's because I thought it was going to be Frank Ocean. Right. You know, I'd, bo- I'd boo Drake if I thought Frank Ocean was coming out. Would you? Yeah, but... Yeah. No, I wouldn't boo Drake, actually. Right. I wouldn't boo anybody. Well, I wouldn't boo Drake. I'll just... Yeah. There's people I would boo. Okay. Yeah, if they did something, I'd just be like, why is everybody booing? You know? Right. I just If I was there, I'd more just be kind of, you know, amazed with the spectacle of it. You know, just yeah. watching it. Like, yeah. Damn, dude. Like, even fucking Drake got booed, you know? Drake like, should start singing Frank Ocean songs. That would <laughs> Yeah, I know. He should have came out. That would have been funny as fuck. That would have been... He probably would have turned that, that tide, bro. He probably wouldn't have had to leave. Yeah. You know? You see, That's trippy, though. You seen the uh, the Bill Burr in, in Philadelphia shit when he got booed? Yeah, that's exactly what I was yeah, talking about. Yeah. 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 What happened? He just... He fucking... He... There's like a fat lineup. It was like a huge festival of hella people. And, like, the crowd was just, like, I guess Philadelphia is notorious for hecklers. That's what I remember hearing or something. And, like, hella people were getting booed, and Bill Burr got booed. And he was, like, towards the end, and he was like, you motherfuckers, like, I'm going to stand up here, and you're going to boo me, and I'm just going to talk shit. And he just, like, rips into the fucking city, and he's like, this fucking fuck Philly, bro. Philly versus Philly, blah, 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 you know, saying all this shit. And he went on for, like, fucking 15 minutes or some shit. He's like, I'm going to do my time. And people were, like, booing him hella tough. And he's like, nah, I'm staying up here. Fuck y'all. <laughs> and he held his ground, and it's, like, a, a famous, you know, moment in comedy history, I guess. Yeah. Nice. And that's like that's like comedy. That's that confidence though. You gotta go up there with. If you're getting booed for an hour straight. Yeah. Like that's funny. Like do you do you do you 
get a lot of heckles? Like, deal have to deal with a lot of hecklers out here? Uh, I've dealt with a lot. Um, not that much in comparison to like. For the most part, I don't get heckled. No, but like I've definitely have been heckled in the past. Like, you know, just from off jokes that like weren't as clever as I thought they were, yeah. and then. Or just like me not making sense. I I, uh, I guess an an example would be like I was doing this hip hop show, uh, <laughs> fucking what, what was that place called in uh, Oakland? Yeah. Uh, oh shit. Uh, <laughs> the one that all the shows are at. Yeah. Uh, Four twenty or like. Yeah. Uh, Is the one with like the outside patio in the back, right? Yeah, exactly. What is that shit called? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There's like hella, there's three like big rooms. It's got like two venues in it. Yeah. There's the upstairs, right? <laughs> I yeah I told the joke there first off that show was really hard to tell jokes at because it was like a trap hip hop show yeah and like right. I didn't know what I was going up but it was like this everyone was dancing their asses off and this one trap rapper was like yeah it was like right? sweat everyone was sweating yeah, yeah everyone like, was, was sweating and dancing room. and then the host was like all right y'all now time for some comedy yeah right and I was like well this is fucking awkward it's great okay so. <laughs> I get up there, all you guys are in the back smoking, right? Everybody was like 18 to 40. Yeah, dude. oh, 100%. <laughs> the weirdest age range I've ever felt. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so, what is a fucking school I'm at? No, but, <laughs> but it was weird because, uh, yeah, there was no one I knew besides, actually, Kaylin was way in the back. And she was just like alone watching me. But I, I think I, I saw you go up too. You did? Like in the back, I was in the back. You didn't, you you didn't protect me, Jai. No, I was. I, I didn't know what to do, man. Yeah. But I, I told this joke where I was like, uh, "Don't you hate it when you're on Tinder and like you meet up with a girl and she's fatter in person?" And like, it didn't go well. It didn't go well at all. Yeah. Everyone was like, "Boo, that's fucked up, bro. That's fucked up." Right? And I was just like, "Shit, right?" Because. Yes, it wasn't a good joke, but like I, you know, but then I try to redeem myself. I was like, no, I like big girls. I just, you know, I want, I just want, you know, people to tell the truth on their pictures because I, you know, I, I just like, you know, have a wide preference. Transparency, people. Transparency, Transparency. exactly, right? And so, oh boy, so I got booed and everyone, and then this one lady was like, "Start rapping. Are you a rapper?" Right? And I was like, "Lady, that's racist. Just because I'm black with a microphone doesn't mean I'm a rapper." And then I started to get the crowd back a little bit, and then, um. And then there was a TV like above the crowd in the club, and I commented on that. I was like, "Wouldn't it be crazy if there was an earthquake and that TV fell and killed some of y'all?" And one and one guy was like, "Hell no, that ain't funny. What the fuck, right?" And I was like, "Oh, bro, is that your TV? Is that your fucking TV or something?" Like you care about this TV, and like everyone started laughing about it, and then slowly but surely got everyone back. Um, and I got the fuck out of there. But uh, <laughs> but that's how I actually I met uh, Jermaine that way. Jermaine, that was his first like weekend in the Bay Area taking pictures. Yeah, and, really. Yeah, and from there he's like, I've worked with Jermaine in so many of my photo shoots since then. That was like yeah. years ago. But wow. that night he was like, "Bro, no one else thought you were funny, but I thought you were funny." I was like, "Thanks, man." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, yeah, we became friends from there. Shout but, out uh, to Doozy. Yeah, shout out to Doozy. Yeah, Speaking of uh, people with cameras. Um, talk about some of your collaborators on this Rent Check series. Oh, man. Well, shout out to Jules Retzlaff, first mm-hmm. and foremost, uh, as a co-director of this series. Um, Jules is a super dope-ass person. They just came out with a <laughs> short film accompanying Satchel's album, or Baghead's album, uh, dedicated to those who, and they've directed videos for The Watershed, uh, videos for Luna Bluma, uh, fucking, I mean... 
tons of tons of people. Omi has a dope video. Siphon Martina has a dope video with uh, or Siphon MC Pause. I keep going back and forth between your real names yeah. in here. It's okay. It's very yeah, Hollywood names. of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but uh, no, Jules is fucking awesome. I like, I like. Low key taught Jules how to read in elementary school. Oh, like, really? Like, yeah. Damn. Like so, like we Damn. both went to Lakeshore Elementary School. That's a flex. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> they definitely read more than I do now. But uh, uh, yeah, I was like in second grade, and my reading buddy was Jules, and they were kindergarten. I like drew them oh, comic books too and shit. And uh, yeah, I was super cool. Their older brother Pete. I didn't know Nate was a person until I got older. Right. That was crazy. I, I was right. like, whoa, there's three. But um. But yeah, no, nah, Jules is like super down to earth person, dope organizer, and just all around like funny person, awesome yeah, to work with. Super hard working too. Hella hard worker. Yeah, they're probably they're, working they're, they're right always, now. Yeah, they're working on something all the time. Yeah, all the time. Um, no, nah, but they, uh, they're one of those people that like, I don't know, I know nothing about like visual stuff, right? Like I went to school for communications, Jules went to school for film, and like, when I was coming up with like these different promos for Rent Check, like I have these green screen promos that I came out with before, uh, like earlier last year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of different green screen ideas. My favorite one being like I have this one where I'm sitting on top of the moon watching the Earth as if it's like uh, a TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I told Jules that idea, and I was like, they're gonna say no. They're gonna be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But Jules was Jules will sit there for like five minutes and be like, yeah, okay, we can make it happen, right? Yeah, yeah. They'll like. There's nothing visually I could tell them that they feel like they can't pull off, and that just like having yeah. somebody like that yeah. around to work with it was just uh, ah, it's just dope. And yeah. so like writing the series and having everything go well, uh, it was cool. Cause also I didn't know if Jules was gonna like you know the stuff I was writing as right, well. Right. Cause uh, I don't know. I would like to say a lot of my humor is for the people, but a lot of my shit's for me. I'm gonna keep it real. <laughs> like a lot of it's like a lot of it's just like I think I'll laugh at it. Yeah. And, uh, That's kind of how it's supposed so, yeah. to be, right? Yeah, yeah right. I mean, I mean when you're the making end of the music, day, yeah, right? at the end of the day, you gotta be doing it for yourself too. Yeah, you know, enjoy it. You know, I love everyone, you know, but like, yeah, I do feel like if you're not doing it at least a little bit for yourself, you're kind of you you're kind of like you know a slave to the public in a way. Yeah, yeah. or a slave to whatever that is that you are doing. You That's know? pretty deep. Thanks. <laughs> Um, what, like, how much of, of the material changes through the process of actually filming it? Oh, man. Ooh, that's a uh, good question. You know, when I was working on these last videos before Red Check Series, Pato told me, so Patricio, uh, my homie that worked on the last videos on Red Check Preview with me, Pato told me, he's like, the number one thing is, like, it's not going to come out how you wrote it, and it's not going to come out how exactly how you imagine it. Like, uh, all the episodes in Red Check series, for the most part, they're what, I, they're what I wrote, but I just casted so many talented motherfuckers to the point where, like, dope shit came out just through that alone. You know, a lot of improv, a lot of, uh, a lot of pointers. Because it's like, I don't have... Like, of course, this project means a lot to me, but I'm not, like, married to every single line and every single beat in the episodes. And, like, to the point where, like, I like to give creative freedom to the people that I'm working with. Like, there's an episode with me and Sam in it, and uh, I definitely, like, let him and and Hilo, <laughs> him and Hilo pretty much write the episode. Like, we were, like, throwing ideas back and forth, but pretty much they wrote 
what they were saying over the course of time of us just being there, you know. Hmm. Right. Um, and Thank even, you. you know, with you too, Jai, like, yeah. Jai's a character that I can't tell you who they are right now, but... <laughs> You'll find out soon. Yes, but, uh, and their character, you know, I don't, like I said, it's all very collaborative, pretty much. Like, I don't, uh, I'm not like, you have to say this, this, and that. Like, I'm yeah. not shutting you out from having an input on in what's going on. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, I think that answered the question. I kind of forget. Yeah, no, totally. It, yeah. it, it did. Um, well, we're fucking excited to see it, dude. And I'm excited to, to film it, too, because, yeah. you know, after going over it so much, I'm just ready, like, you know, let's do this. I'm excited to see what happens and however much time it takes to fucking put it out there, you know, yeah, for the people. Are you going to, like, what are you going to do when it's done? Like, wh- how are you going to, like, is there going to be, like, a release? Or something yeah like. so when it's done i'm hoping to like edit most of the show before we even release like the first episode mm-hmm. ideally um, right ideally yeah because i don't want to like play catch up for the most right. part that'll stress me the fuck out but right. uh, yeah we're gonna release it on instagram and youtube um ah. at first we were gonna release it like somewhere where people are gonna have to pay but like Honestly, it's a, it's, it's a city-funded show. Like, right. the whole city, like, raised money for me to see it. And so it's, like, or for me to even fucking do this, which blows my mind, honestly. Right, right. But, um, <clears throat> but, yeah, everyone deserves to see it for free. Also, like, accessibility, man. Like, if you can watch it on your phone, like, or right. throw it on YouTube, yeah. it's, like, it's so much better than people looking for it, in my right. opinion, you know? Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I feel honored to even fucking make this show. It's really wild, bro. Like, I have, like... My kindergarten teacher gave me like like X amount of money to even make this happen, and I'm just like, I haven't seen you in years. You know oh, what I mean? And wow. it's like, it's just, wow. I don't know. Feel very lucky for sure, but also at the same time, like, you know, I feel like I'm exactly where I'm meant to be right now, which is mm-hmm. a trip. You know, I've known both of you guys for hella long. I met you in PE class. I met Sam at Dolores Park. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. And fucking, this is the same first thing. Mini Radio is the first place I've ever done stand up, and the person that runs it plays my mother. Yeah, like yeah. everything is. Shout out to Pam. Everything's coming together. It's fucking wild. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Yeah, for real. It's Congratulations. A to see, man. For real. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, and you can, you know, you sense that in the reception and how like the campaign for it has been going too. You know, like the 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 auctions you've been doing, man. You know, yeah. Like that's they've been. They seem to be going great. You know. Like, yeah. How how many winners were there just now? Uh, there's 10. 10 winners for the Playgon raffle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, can you talk about how that happened? Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) oh, man, talk about awkward. Fucking, I worked at Upper Playground, (laughs) right? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, that's one of the, one of the raffles. Well, honestly, like, I didn't want to do raffles in the beginning. I definitely was like, we can just do it. I'll just post promos and we'll right. make money. And right, right. after a while, it was just like, nah, we need more money to make the show happen. So, like, um, what was the first raffle? It, oh, Jeremy Fish. The art. Yeah, 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 the art. So, yeah, Jamie fucking, Fish. I wore, I wore this hat. This is the same hat I buy all the time from Upper Playground. Where it's, it's The design is called I Left My Heart in San Francisco. It's a design drawn by Jeremy Fish. And um, I wear it throughout, like, the whole show. It's, like, my character's, like, costume. And um, when I came out with Check Preview, I sent it to Jeremy Fish, and he was like, oh, shit, like, that's the hat. And he watched the whole thing. And then from there, we've been talking on Instagram and stuff, and 
I just asked him. I was like, yo, like, would you be down to donate some some pieces? And, like, yeah. even with that, that felt weird because I feel mm. like asking an artist to donate what they put their blood, right. sweat, and tears for, it's like, right. it's like if, you know, someone asked me, hey, Mike, you want to donate? The show for free. Yeah, right? Yeah. And it just feels kind of, like, not disrespectful, but, you know, it, yeah, it feels yeah. a little iffy. And so right. the fact that he said, yeah, blew my mind. And I was yeah. so fucking happy. Uh, right. I wanted to keep all the art pieces so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not going to yeah. lie. But I'm glad I didn't because I wouldn't have a show. But that's yeah. how that one happened. <laughs> um, John Harrison raffle. Uh, John Harrison is a dope-ass photographer and uh, director of photography for the short film called My Own Mecca in Oakland. Um, Jules actually just told me to like watch their preview for that movie, and I was like, oh, this is hella sick, you know? And then I looked at their, their photography, and then pretty much just like being nice on Instagram. Like I didn't meet him in person until uh, dedicated to those who show um but yeah just chopping up with him on instagram huh. and i was like yo would you be down to donate some of your 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 uh, photography because shit's really good yeah and he was like yeah sure fuck yeah and then with upper playground with that raffle um so i've been shopping there since i was in middle school like in eighth grade um my friend owen it was always wearing cool ass bay area stuff and uh in high school, I feel like wearing Bay Area stuff was, like, the fucking thing. You know what I mean? Like, it is still now to this day, but it's, like, it was, like, yeah. you know, wear the Bay Bridge on your shirt and you're not fucking cool. Ah! You know? <laughs> and so Upper Playground had hella cool shit. They even had, like, funny shirts. I was, like, oh, that's tight. They make Bigfoot into, you know, you know, they make Biggie Smalls into Bigfoot. Like, that's kind of hilarious. They're, like, hip-hop jokes on their shirts. Yeah. And so I've been shopping there forever, and then when I was... Yeah, <laughs> and then in, in college, I looked up on the internet, you know, how to get a job, and then I, <laughs> I like, kept calling them, kept asking them if they had a person that was, like, you know, leaving, and and then uh, they hired me, and then um, they asked me what days I wanted to work, and I was like, fuck, I don't really, don't really want to work that much, though, you know, <laughs> and so <laughs> I started working on Saturdays and Sundays, and I'm like, a lot of cool shit happens Saturdays and Sundays, so I kept on taking days off, and, like, Kept on showing up late as fuck and leave. Yeah, it was bad. Pretty much I was a shitty employee. And to this day, I'm still a shitty employee in everything I do besides, like, comedy. I'm going to be completely honest. How come? Uh, I. What's the shittiest thing you do as an employee? I show up late as fuck. Like, <laughs> it's really bad. And I work you, got, with, you got here right at 8 o'clock, dog. So, yeah, thanks, you know, man. Appreciate, <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah. I don't know. I just think, like. I want to say it's because I'm passionate about comedy, but I think it's just like I gotta get my shit together in that mm. regard. <laughs> like, just show up on time. I mean, have you ever been late to a show? You know, that no. you're on for it. You know? like, Never been late for a show. Well, because he's not on till like three in the morning. So, right. Well, no. <laughs> but even still, yeah. you know, you could be late to a three a.m. show. Yeah. You know? But just Upper kidding. Playground didn't like the fact that I was late, so they fired me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and like. <laughs> They also fired me because, like, they had this discount thing where it was, like, uh, I was, like, so I can, I can give people discounts. They're, like, yeah, you know, this is the homie discount. Like, you know, if your friend walks in the store, right. you know. Oh, and so. Handing him out, huh? <laughs> yeah. There's people that, like, didn't know I worked. They're, like, oh, shit, bro, you work here? And I was, like, yeah, bro, I got you. Like, it was, <laughs> it was Everybody up. Yeah, I, like, I posted, so when I first got hired at Upper Playground, I posted on Instagram, I was like, yo, I work Sundays and Saturdays, <laughs> <laughs> and so motherfuckers are just always coming in. That uh, was bad, bro. It was all bad, but <coughs> I didn't know I was getting fired, of course, the day it happened, but, like, 
the coworker that I'm always like super cool with was like he was just super like shy that day. He was like wasn't talking to me. Every time I was like, "Yo, what's up, bro?" He was just kind of like more down, like just kind of <laughs> like fuck. Like he knew. Like he definitely knew I was gonna let go. And then he, um, he wasn't, it wasn't him. He just knew, right? Like he wasn't gonna fire you. Oh no, not him. It was just one of my coworkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah, they fired me. And then uh, I would say like I start shopping there again. Like maybe one <laughs> maybe one month later. And I was like, hey, what's up? They're like, hey. Like, I, I could tell they were a little nervous. They're like, this motherfucker trying to, like, burn the place down oh, or something, yeah. right? But I just kept shopping there because I, I didn't stop liking the clothes even yeah, though yeah. I got fired. But yeah. right. And now, what, shit, six years, seven years after I got fired, yeah, I mean, they're that, like. That's not even a, a thing. Yeah, they don't even yeah, like care. Just, you know, you got that yeah. relationship now. Yeah. And so I was like, a, you know, just a recurring customer. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they fucked with Wrench Preview. Which is crazy. Also, Red Check Preview wouldn't have happened without Stroy. I just want to say that real quick. Mm. Stroy paid for that to happen. Mm. Uh, I was sitting in Tennessee Girl, which is hilarious. I was sitting in Tennessee Girl with uh, Sophia Hirsch, who was going to help me act for the first time. Uh. Um, and we were trying to figure out how to make money for the show. And Stroy had texted me. He was like, so, so how's it going? Like, how's it going with the writing? I was like, it's, you know, the writing's done, but like, I need money to make it happen. And he was like, don't worry, I got you. And I was like, you serious? He was like, why would I lie to you about that? <laughs> and I was like, fuck yeah, bro. Damn. And so just want to say like a big shout out to him. He's yeah. like doing really big things right now too. And like, yeah. I don't know, he's just like a good ass dude. Like he, uh, he even wow. like, he does, he's not even just a good dude to me. He's also a good dude to all my friends. Like every time I brought Sam to comedy shows with Stroy and stuff, he's always says what's up to him and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I just, uh, very thankful for that dude and everybody yeah. in my life for the most part. But, uh, but yeah, but yeah, for Playground. Yep. Full circle for sure. Shopping mm-hmm. there since I was a kid, and then now they uh, donated clothes, which I have to still distribute. I think I owe people clothes here, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it is it that is it is it smoke break time? Can we? <laughs> <laughs> you know what time it, it is, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, give him the intro <laughs> to the smoke break. Night. It's that time of night. It is. What time is it? Nine oh four. It's nine oh four, which means it's time to smoke. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on down to meet your radio and smoke this week. Yeah, and uh, we'll be right back uh, with DJ G, my Professor Gable, my Gabby, and Hoping that some bad news will come some other time Cause I'm trying to do what I love 
I love what I do. This music is something more different than the weed and the fruit. That's why we mashing. We ain't asking for nothing. We working for it. Push it, peddle it to the people. They can't ignore it. This is for all the independents. A few major labels. The big studios who still give niggas favors on the mixing and mastering. Puzzling and plastering the tracks together. On tape, CDs, wax, or whatever. This is for all the engineers who smoke weed. Can't forget about the production cost and all the hidden fees for another rhyme written. We spend time spitting in the booth. Sometimes it's like a pigeon coop, but it's all for the cause. Yeah, so I'm gonna continue to MC and smoke weed. You know, I'm rolling up another whistle, listening to the beat again. Drinking, but we're concentrating, smoking another sweet again. Steadily rewinding, trying to make some hot shit. Oh, what a job this is. Another all nighter trying to get it done. Barely making home with the morning sun. Baby mother thinking that you're on some other shit. Oh, what a job this is. As easy as it looks to you, I make it look so easy. easy. With the music I be making, the impression I be leaving. Easy. A lot of folks, they stop and stare, thinking I'm a trick it off. I roll another bleasy, puff it, pass it, and shake it off. Move on to the next phase, and it's amazing. The next generation of rappers, big Snoop Dogg raising that's 15 years in the game, still got the fortune and fame. Yeah, I'm doing my thing. Check this, Devin. Somebody said that real G's go to heaven. So I'm gonna keep spitting the truth on these fools like a rabbit. Stay open like 7 Eleven, that's 24 7. When you need some hot shit, stop by and get you a beverage. I'm serving my rhymes like nickels and dimes. Plug it in, let it play, and let me blow your mind. It's the dominant conglomerate, prominent, and I'ma get what I gotta get. Twist another sweet and pop to the beat. Rolling up another swizzle, listening to the beat again. Drinking, but we're concentrating. Smoke another sweet again. Steadily rewinding, trying to make some hot shit. Oh, what a job this is. Another all nighter trying to get it done. Barely make it home with the morning sun. Baby mother thinking that you're on some other shit. Oh, what a job this is. We work nights, we some vampires. Niggas gather round the beat like a campfire. Singing folk songs, but not no kumbaya. My lord, you download it for free. We get charged back for it. I know you're saying they won't know, they won't miss it. Besides, I ain't a thief. They won't pay me a visit. So if I come to your job, take your corn on the cob and take a couple kernels off it, that would be all right with you. Hell no. Yeah, exacto mundo. But we just keep recording and it ain't to get no condo. And candy Bentley fanning with no panties in Miami. And that cute little chick named Tammy that you took to the Grammy. See, we do it for that boy that graduated that look you in your eyes real tough and say appreciate it and that he wouldn't have made it if it wasn't for your cd number nine and he's standing with his baby mama kiki and she crying time out that they used to get hot to me in hot school and they used to make love to me in college then they told me about their first date listening to my tunes and hot heat like to fingernail polish i say hate to cut you off but i gotta go i wish you could tell me more but i'm off to the studio gotta write tonight hey can you put us in your raps? I don't see why not. Devin is the dude. You gon' probably hear him talking by. Rolling up another whistle, listening to the beat again. Drinking, but we're concentrating. Smoke another sweet again. Steadily rewinding, trying to make some hot shit. Oh, what a job this is. Another all-nighter trying to get it done. Barely making home with the morning sun. Baby mother thinking that you're on some other shit. Oh, what a job this is. Yeah. This life we live. Yeah. What a job this is. Real spit, man. A lot of folks wanna walk.
up in these shoes, but they just don't know, man. It's a hell of a job, man. To be a rapper, MC, whatever you want to call it, man. We got a lot to deal with. Family members, we got to always look out for. Baby mama nagging. You know what I'm saying? Kids need this. And then again, the public need that. We got to make hot music. Because if it ain't hot, it don't mean shit. But you know, it's all in the day's work. <laughs> what a job this is, my nigga. What's cracking like in Devin and Dizzle? Snoop D.O. Dub, J. Prince, Jazz Prince. Yeah, rap a lot. Still on top. 2007. <laughs> Old nigga told him bro should have died. No, he ain't Kim, dog, he ain't even trapped. Still up at my last room, nice in the hood. Take who train, no, a bitch not good. Probably in some fast with a Glock in the hood. Course that takes a walk on the wood. First turn nigga from the hood, they curious. Boy, and cry about five and jury. I get the comments with number this period. I got your B on one, put on the mirror. First young nigga in the A2 land, run on 14 mil, started 14 grams. Dope boy, diggers and diamonds and Tim. You shouldn't play with that boy, he is not one of them. Bro, I kept taking hills, finally got me an M. Still making double, I'm on a spin. S552018, gotta come 20 if you hopping in the bins. Young turn nigga from the D to the A. I'm rocking with the Lions. Yeah, I'm rocking with the Bray. Yeah, 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 we pay. Yeah, 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 we pay. I'ma turn it up a little more this time. Yeah. Dream back in, now I got it on dry. I had a spot, I can brush you. What do you have? You buy 20, I front what you buy. I put on drip, I believe I can fly. Niggas know that I'm rich, but they know not to try. I had a show in Detroit and I started reviving. Spent 50 on all of the guys. All of these hoes and these stores make commission. And plus, I'ma tip them, they holding my side. Get in your car and just put on your flashes and follow the hearse. And you say you gon' ride. Cause somebody gon' die if they fold us. Turn a five to a dime, that's a double up. Fuck around, rockin' church on my double cut. This shit that happened, I'm praying, I give it up. Tight to stay with the wood, make them give it up. You know I ran through a meal every week off a of weed. Bro, beat the trial, I can give me some street. Got a back in the pickup, I won't even leave. Run it up, fuck around, get a vet at DT. Keep a hop over me, I got love for BG. Chasing his papers in 12 or 13, running around in these streets, he was me and Marquise. First turn nigga from the hood, they curious. Four and cried about five and jury. I get the comments with number this period. I got your B on one, put on the mirrors. First young nigga in the A2 land, run on 14 mil, started 14 grams. Dope boy, diggers and diamonds and Tim. You shouldn't play with that boy, he is not one of them. Bro, I kept taking hills, finally got me an M. Still making double, I don't count when I spin. S550 2018, gotta come 20 if you hopping in the bins. Young turn nigga from the D to the A, I'm rocking with the Lions. Yeah, I'm rocking with the Bray. Yeah, 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 we pay. Take all of me. 
so me see you on the hall and lie down in a bed. Sharing the five beds all with the dead. The youths them work more than your money and bread. Me self is yell and press on me. Got tell her glory is the spread. Me just come out as slow in bed and dead. Last I've been here, you know, so things I get to a bubble and give them a ride. Get the money, get them funny. And them friends must have found them return to a bubble and give them a ride. Get the money, get them funny. I done seen I did a lot of shit. Hope dreams, but I ain't make it, ain't get no scholarship. Young nigga only 13, he tryna body shit. Second shot on legal with suckers, but that is politics. And beat us up, he better with this us now. Got it on me, new chin in a tuck now. Remember he was talking on the gram, he on stuck now. 20 bad days, now that nigga, he don't fuck now. It don't be the same how it used to be Feeling like my family, they be using me Nigga, you ain't thugging, you ain't fooling me And the funny niggas hating, they was cool with me Being blocks, niggas send shots Telling Broly do his thing, that's a 10 shot Niggas that be riding, niggas wave, they just dick hop I already know these niggas fake like they wristwatch Baby, I know this ain't what you used to It's some certain little levels I can't stoop to All I know is stuff in this chicken just like I root through And I got something for niggas who think they lose screw Baby, I know this ain't what you used to It's some certain little levels I can't stoop to All I know is stuff in this chicken just like I root through And I got something for niggas who think they lose screw Bitch, I know this something you ain't used to. I know it ain't. So I'm whipping the projects when I scoot through. You was all on my dick when I scooped you. Got your ex nigga sick cause you my new boo. Spray tan on my seats, got my bitch trippin'. Told you to post me on the gram, but you didn't listen. Bitch, I'm a real street nigga if I didn't mention. Before I ever wrote a rap, I was in the kitchen. I seen a broke nigga bounce back and turn rich. I seen the realest nigga in the hood turn bitch. I seen a street nigga hit the stand and turn snitch. Pay attention, young nigga, if you ain't learn shit. Still fuck you and them niggas that you fuck with It's for you blow a nigga down on some tough shit All my life I done been through some rough shit Couldn't imagine everything that I put up with Still. Baby, I know this ain't what you used to It's some certain little levels I can't stoop to All I know is stuff in this chicken just like I root through And I got something for niggas who think they lose screw Baby, I know this ain't what you used to It's some certain little levels I can't stoop to All I know is stuff in this chicken just like I root through And I got something for niggas who think they lose screw
he don't ever take it slow. Well, not a yard from Carver's field, but my real name is Okay, welcome, welcome back. We are back on Old Soul Radio. Uh, we just had some maturation time. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and now we're back uh, with uh, up, Professor y'all? Gable, 
me, myself, DJ Jima, and Mike Evans Jr. We also have oh. Syph in the booth and right. MC Paws. Uh, shout out Chelsea. Shout out Bag uh, out there. And uh, how are we feeling? What happened to Dev? Wasn't Dev here? He was here. Yes, sir. But uh, all right, Mike, you have um, mm-hmm. you ha- you have the floor. Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, what made you, Sam? What made you want to rap? Jai, what made you want to DJ? Oh shit. I'm first. Right. I definitely said Sam's okay, name I'll first. But <laughs> <laughs> Jai, I guess. Go okay, first. I'll go first. Um, pr- I guess. Like, we all were around each other when everybody started with music and, you know, you with your stand-up. I don't know. I think for me, really, I was just like, man, I I want some way to be a part of music and the scene, and, you know, I can't. You know what? What's something different? You know, like I'm not gonna. I wasn't gonna be a rapper. I didn't. I wasn't necessarily. You know, I wanted to make beats, mm-hmm. but I was just like, I feel like, you know, DJing is another thing. So I just went for that, and I just uh, there's one day freshman year of college where I just wanted to do it. So I looked up a class. And then I found Horizons uh, in Petrero mm-hmm. um, online, and I just went there one day. And then DJ Quest uh, was there, and mm-hmm. he was like, he taught me how to scratch. Mm-hmm. And then from then on, I was just fucking scratching every every week over there, mm-hmm. and then moved up to DJing, and you know, started doing shows. And, all that shit and you know now i'm trying to make it even bigger of a thing and it's fun that's what's up yeah yeah and, I, I, uh, yeah. Okay. that's how that's how i really did it i, re- I was gonna say before you go sad relates to you in the sense of like wanting to be a part of hip-hop but like not wanting to be a rapper you know yeah. what i mean like yeah just because like you know you love hip-hop and like but you wanted to you know yeah be a like part I of wa- it in some way yeah exactly yeah. like i wanted to you know i like I was in theater, so I liked doing shows, but I didn't want to act anymore. And I, like, you know, back after high school, and then, uh, and yeah, just, you know, no, not, I didn't know that many DJs, so I thought I would DJ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was fun. And then, uh, yeah. And while, all the while you were fucking rapping and shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I just, what originally made me want to do it was Saif, you know, just, I was with, Saif was like my mentor and he was rapping, so he kind of just like showed me how to do it and I started then, but then, I don't know, I just kind of like was doing it for fun for like a few years and people just kind of took me seriously at it that were around me and I just kept doing it. And then we just did a show once and it was hella fun. Mm -hmm. Me and Martine. It's the the W. 
and um, exactly and it kind of just kept going naturally and then made some albums and boom rapper mm. <laughs> you know yeah well you were all you were always in the freestyles everywhere definitely i mean definitely like also uh you know the ciphers at dp you know yeah, those were fun. And the boom boom room, you know, like shit like that definitely was motivating because it was like people, like real like hip hop people from the Bay Area, like being there and being like involved and, you know, just it was, it's, it's sort of just like a, a an opportunity to like step up to the plate, so to speak. You know, just like a few of those opportunities happened, and I think I did well in, and it was kind of motivating, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was tight. Hmm. Sick. Fuck yeah. And it's cool to see, it's cool to do shit with everybody. Everybody's fucking doing shit right now. Definitely Old Soul Collective. Old Soul Collective, you know? It was great. I, you know, once fucking, uh, Dadu started DJing with me too. It was fucking mm-hmm. over after that, you know. Now it's just everybody's. Yeah, I, I'm jealous that you all have friends that do the same things. As you, you know what I mean? Like I have comedian friends, but yeah. they're not in Also Collective. It's like you know, you both have rappers. I know. I was waiting for money motherfuckers to start telling jokes, and y'all were like, "Nah." I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Sit down comedians, some more sit down comedians. Sit down comedians. Yeah, like what's up, Nate? I, yeah, I fucking yeah. love stand up comedy. I love I love DJs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're great. Yeah. You know what? Do you, like, I'm trying to think. Like, my goal in life with comedy is to be on like a lot of like stand up comedy guest lists. Okay, uh, got like you. Backstage <laughs> guest lists. Yeah, for real. Gotcha. You come on, you come on for the for the music per, musical performance, you know. That too. I mean, I could do that too. That'd be tight. Yeah. You know, Russell Peters. Is, yeah. is a fucking DJ too. Like that he, makes a lot of sense. He's a big DJ. What do you mean he's a music. DJ? Like he DJs. I mean, he like like he's like he listens earlier, to music. He, no, like he he was he he like DJed around Canada and shit. And apparently, right, Aziz Ansari was like. A DJ before too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Random, random sidetracky facts, but <laughs> just interesting comedian DJ links. Yeah. You know, I and uh, they're you know they're mm-hmm. kind of similar in a sense that you know the only way to really practice is to do it in front of people. Yeah. DJs and are I pretty funny too, that. huh? Like most DJs. Yeah. Uh, Make some yeah, fucking I know, I know noise. Some, yeah, I know some funny DJs. Aha! <coughs> Nobody's Just praying for me. You know? Um, but I'm trying well, to tap in to to more of the Bay Area D- DJ scene, you know? Like, really? Are, is that your goal right now? You're trying, <coughs> yeah. to, you're trying to emerge more? Trying to, uh, trying to pollinate yourself? Yeah, yeah. Poll- pollinate, I guess. Pollinate yourself. Yeah, myself. <laughs> or the world. Really. Sounds like a lot of things. You're trying to pollinate, pollinate the, world the world with yourself. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in a sense, <laughs> in a sense, but I'm sure butter. there's a better way to say that. You know, yeah. 
Yeah, let's think but, of it. Um, <laughs> you know, trying to, you know, uh, see what's up. Trying to spread yourself far. Whoa. Yeah. 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 Very I, far. Stretch myself thin yeah. all around the world. I wish, I wish I could DJ. <coughs> Jai, I like, I play the same like five songs every time I get the Oscord anywhere. Like I. You play like Fizzle Dance. Fizzle Dance. No, there's, there, there are certain none. songs where I'm like, I know if I play this, uh, Mike is probably going to show up in the room. Like, Green I'm Day. Show, you know, oh, yeah. I'll be like, I can probably call Mike over Bro, with this right here. Get Smash Low by Yin Yang Twins. Exactly. Yeah, get Low by Yin Yang Twins. Get Low is my you know? favorite. It's, yeah, Get Low is one of the first rap songs I've ever heard. It sucks because I love hip hop so much. So I feel like saying this is kind of like weird to say, but Get Low by the Yin Yang Twins is one of my favorite hip hop songs. Dude, it's a great fucking song. And I always... I'm trying to to be a punch in the face. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the first songs I ever heard. I remember... Uh, fucking songs in general. Hip hop songs. I was like, what the hell? It's one of the what? First hip hop songs I remember. (laughs) That's crazy. That and Thizzle Dance. Wow, damn! What an introduction to hip hop, dude. It's just what I remember first. I remember fucking uh, Yin Yang Twins billboards in Bernal Heights, dude. Like what? Yeah, it's it's crazy to think about now. But when I was a kid, I remember driving down and there's like a Yin Yang Twins like billboard like on Cortland fucking right there mm-hmm. and it's just like I don't know it's Ying Yang Twins like oh, yeah dude there should be more of that people should listen to Ying Yang Twins that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> there should be more of that yeah. and get hyped to that shit the new Guap Dad album I can't, I can't fucking wait for an actual thing. show again cause I need yeah. a crowd I need a crowd you know it's gonna like Preach. you know I'm gonna get yeah. dull without a crowd one year since the Blime show that didn't wow. happen because the corona had already started. Damn. Oh, shit. That's today, huh? That's wild. Damn. <laughs> Fucking crazy. Well, shout out to everyone who bought the pre-sales to that show. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> we sold like production. 40 pre-sales or something to that. That's awesome. Yeah. Were they non-refundable? They were, no- they were non-fungible. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but that's fucking nuts, dude. And I need a crowd. Like, what? Like, what do you think is the best way for you as a comedian and you as a rapper to keep yourself sharp for a crowd while you can't do it in front of a crowd? You know what I mean? Um, I just don't think about it. Hmm. Okay, that works. And I've been in front of a couple of crowds. Because I guess you can't worry about a crowd until you're actually in front of a crowd. Socially distant, you know. But mm-hmm. And I did all right. Nice. Did pretty good, I think. I just think that it's all about not tripping about shit. And then once it comes back around, you're ready to go. Because if you trip about shit, you're not ready. Uh, words. Smoke like, weed. What is ready anyways? Huh? You know, like, what does it mean to be ready anyways? You know. To be ready is to, like, c- complete something yep yeah okay a to b that's ready a to you know? b that's ready like you just do it yeah because the thing is it's like if you're not ready you're not going to complete it hmm. oh so if you complete it then you were ready ready enough at least to complete it okay but what if you do but i mean you, i could complete it and have done a shitty job well that's right but you want to at least complete it 
like it, like like you know sometimes you destroy it, which is great. Like crush it, like do a great job. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. And then you're like, damn, I can still. Yeah, but do if you don't even complete it, that's fucking. Yeah. You're not even. You didn't even start it. So you weren't ready. Like, that's what I mean. Like, if you're not yeah. first, you're last. Yeah. That's a good quote. Okay. <laughs> I think for me getting ready for getting ready for a show without the people is like literally impossible I've learned like a lot of people who are just like just practice in the mirror like go in the mirror and tell jokes I was like that doesn't fucking work at all like not even kinda like, like oh my god yeah I just realized too like I can I can gig to a song that I'm fucking DJing and mixing but how do you laugh at your own jokes like that when you're performing in the mirror you know what yeah. I mean like, I mean I, I laugh at my jokes when I'm writing them because I'm just like, this is fucking stupid. This is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> you know, or like, this is yeah. not okay. Yeah, and then I just yeah, keep yeah. going and just yeah. see how, uh, just pl- kind of play with where my mind goes. But like, sometimes I'll write the joke as if it's already going well. And then like, and then I'll tell the joke in person and then it's not going well, but I still have these other things I want to say. And I'm like, you're already booing me, so I'm gonna, I gotta continue, you know? But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean like, for stand up, I think it's it's really all about just being in front of people. Cause like Zoom, I I can't. Cause you you, you got to hear the, the laughter, yeah. you got to see people's yeah. faces, the eye contact is yeah. so much a part of uh, yeah. a part of the show. What's oh, so, wait? Have you done a Zoom show? No, never. What's the rule with like laughing at your own jokes? Uh, it depends. Like. Where's the you fucking could, ashtray? I, you could laugh at your own joke on stage. You just can't do it every joke. You could laugh, like, I would say every... If your set's 10 minutes, you could laugh, like, at the five-minute mark. You could laugh at whatever ridiculous thing that you said. But mm-hmm. I feel if like, you're cracking up as long as the people are, that's weird. Like, dude, mm-hmm. get off your own penis, you know? I, I, only, I only ask because I feel like... I see comedians like trying not to laugh at their own jokes, but they'd be funny oh, yeah. as fuck. Nah, I, they'd kill it. They'd be like... <laughs> You know, but like, yeah. like that, but like, yeah. but like, so I would just, I wonder if that's like a rule. Like, do they do that like on the underground comedy meetings? Like, if you laugh at your own jokes. Oh no, <laughs> there is, there is those like hidden rules of comedy for sure. But like, like, if you laugh at your own jokes, you're a bitch. No, no, not that, that not, not yet. That's not one of the rules. But uh, what's a what's a unwritten rule of comedy? Yeah, uh, you can't blame the crowd. Right. You can't, you can't like go against yeah. like if a crowd yeah, doesn't yeah, laugh yeah. at your joke, no matter how good it is, you right. can't be like, what? y'all don't know comedy. Right, it's like, right, what right, the fuck, right. dude? I came, right. I came here. I didn't, you know. What right. if the crowd jumps you? Well, you're at the wrong show. I don't know. I. <laughs> yeah, is that a show at that point? If the or was it crowd like, jumps you, yeah. that'd be an amazing story though to tell on stage. This is also fucked up about like doing stand-up is just like even if something goes bad it's like this is a funny joke though you know i'm just saying like at what point can you blame the crowd none at all it's like the omerta well yeah well if someone's talking during your set no actually not even then you kind of have to work with whatever yeah, you're gonna be you're like in. hey shut the fuck up eh? yeah literally that and yeah, then if they're funnier it, dude. yeah or if they're like funnier than you then it's like then you're right. battling with that person on right. for like the funniest then, then, shit. then it's their set yeah yeah, I've uh, you've had that. Kind of, yeah. I got, I told jokes at a strip club and it didn't. Uh, I was there. You I were there. there. Yeah, it was a little. Was Not little, that I was a little awkward. No, you were there for one of them. There, there was another one where like to see comedy. Yeah, yeah. There was another one where there was like a stripper on stage at the same time I was telling jokes, <laughs> and it was just like, Which was how do I compete? For you? Distract me for me, but also for the audience. Like they weren't throwing. <laughs> 
Yeah, like, what, what was the fucking premise? I don't even know. Yeah, like, they're not throwing dollars at me telling jokes. <laughs> you know, that'd be amazing. That'd be fucking awesome. Bills fine by you as you're telling jokes. I would love if that was what comedy was. Just catch one. You know? That'd be great. That wow! What if they just came up and tipped you every time they laughed? You know, they're like, "Oh, that was fucking funny." Dog. <laughs> that messed up the rhythm so here's much. A ten, right? Go buy yourself a drink. Hilarious. Like, oh, thank you. You know, you have a little sash, a fanny pack for them to tuck it in. You know, if you great. do that, would you like put up your cash app or something? Be like, if you like a joke, send me some money. I, I might. I mean, I don't know. I'm doing a lot for this this show. <laughs> for Red Check Series, so I don't know if I'm gonna keep asking people yeah. to donate after the show for sure. Right. Cause, uh, yeah, nah, I can't do that. No. Mm-hmm. If Rent Check uh, Series was a was was a meal, what would it be? Ooh, I don't even know. I've never thought of that question. Well, ever. just think about it right now and say it. <laughs> You're right. I guess yeah, that's my only option. Right? It's a uh, it's Rice Krispies. It's like uh, a bowl of Rice Krispies. You put it in your mouth and you're like, this is pretty good, and then it starts popping. You're like, whoa, this is not what I expected. Uh, wow. Deja vu. Mm. What? You oh. <laughs> <laughs> just did something to it, man. <laughs> you took Deja it to a place, Mike. <laughs> I guess I did. Uh, can, I, can I bring up a story real quick? Yeah. I just really wanted to say this so bad on the show. Oh, man. Fucking. So, in high school, right, I used to throw these parties, and uh, this one bonfire, this kid got... Uh, st- Moving and... on. You know, there's there's another party I almost threw. <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, pretty much I tried to throw Project X. Project X is this movie that happened a uh, long time ago. And pretty much the premise of the movie is this giant, like, coolest high school party ever, right? And I tried to throw that, and I put Sam as one of the hosts. And I remember <laughs> on Facebook it was getting bad. Like, it was like... What, like, hella people blowing it up? Hella people blowing it up, but also it was just super illegal to even try to throw a party like that. And I remember it was, I was at Sam's house, and Sam was like, yo, you got to fucking, like, end this right now. Like, this is not good, right? <laughs> much, like, it was like... Because, like, in case people don't understand, yeah, was back then, parties would get blown up to where yeah. it was like, dude, this is too many people inside of this place. Dude, parties it was in high just school. A, it was like the oh. beginning of Facebook. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. Yeah. So people were just kind of people weren't really like getting the idea that like, mm-hmm. you know, says your name is when you actually yeah, made a that. Facebook party page and invited yeah. people yep. on it. Absolutely. You know, and if you're invited to the party mm-hmm. Facebook page, you're like, oh shit, for sure. Like, yeah, you going to that party? Yeah. Yep. You know, and then mm-hmm. people would forward that fucking page to people and be like, oh, okay, is that? And then, you know, too yeah. many people. So I, you called it off? Yeah, no, I mean, Sam but convinced went, me to call it off. I wasn't going to call it off. But it happened anyway. It happened anyway. People still showed up to Treasure Island where it was supposed to be. And, uh, <laughs> you know, things that, that things happened. I wasn't there. I, was, I didn't see it happen. But uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of why I brought this up. Yeah. <laughs> I just said, thought, I just thought it was funny. Just to bring up on the radio. I want to bring it up on the radio just because it's like, I don't know. There's just so much. Oh, no. That's those. probably what happens in a lot of OnlyFans scenes. Exactly. Yeah, dude, when they That's the climax right there. The, yeah. the, <laughs> for those the listening saddle. at for those listening at home, uh, my OnlyFans light just fell over. Maybe because I put it on a paper towel. <laughs> I thought that was a very sturdy place to put it. Oh, you just put it on yeah. this. Nate's looking from the outside like, why the fuck would you put it there? I don't understand. 
Nate's like, I always put mine on a table. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. No, but I bring that up just because, like, I feel like, I don't know, all you guys in this room have been a part of my life for, like, so many different, like, periods of my life. Like, when I started doing stand-up, I don't know, Sam was there, fucking even doing uh, parties, you know, Sam was there, you were there from middle school. I don't know. It's just, like, I was just trippy. I don't know. This all kind of, like, bugs me out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It is. It is. Circle of life. For real. I mean, even you telling, you know, the story about Sife, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's just, it's yeah. just dope. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah. I met Satchel because Kalen threw a shoe and I found the shoe. Oh, yeah. Satchel threw Kalen's shoe into the auditorium <laughs> in middle school. <laughs> and I found the shoe and I gave it to Kalen and then we became friends. And then, uh, and then me and Satchel later became friends. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Right? Yeah, it's tight. Circle of life. Circle of jerk. Who Circle of Jerk, dude. Jerk Jerkle of Life. It's the jerk of life. It's the jerk of life, dude. Where did you two meet actually? In high school or earlier? We shadowed soda the same day. The same day. You shadowed soda the same day? Shadowed. Very different. Yeah, we probably shattered soda the same day later. I hella thought that was a story Sam was about to tell. Yeah, we got hey. some toilet paper and like, hey, hey, yeah, man, hey. you got some dope shoes. What's yeah, your name? Y'all trying to be friends? No, I remember fucking. <laughs> I remember I was shadowing uh, somebody at soda while I was in eighth grade, and then. Sam comes in with the person he is shadowing in with his long hair looking like a fucking goon dog. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, um, just cause he, and he was, he was just so tall and I was like, damn. Window. And then, uh, and then we were in theater together. And that's, how, yeah, that's, that's how that happened. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I was there too. <laughs> You're there too in theater? Let's <laughs> try. Yeah. yeah. Were all you... Not all of you went theater. Except Satch. Yeah. One, two, and then uh, Pause hmm. um, went theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sife went to McIntyre. Yeah, he did. She went to McIntyre. Remember that, Sife? He was at the same campus yeah. before us. He knows all the same cuts that we do, except mm. he's at a different school. Isn't that weird? Who invented the cuts? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess so. You're probably the ones that made the trail down to the canyon, dude. And you know... <laughs> you know, Equipto and, and Millie went to Hoover. Yeah, I think I remember that. That's crazy. Same yeah. time That's as you crazy. guys. Definitely not. No, I wish. Definitely not. Like, I when, think I wish. I don't like, know. Here's when, some stories. How long has Hoover been there, dude? Like, how old are the school? 1955. My mom went to Hoover. Really? Holy shit. Damn, really? Dude, that's sick. What? Yep. No, that's I thought, awesome. I thought she was from New York. My dad's from New York. Mm. My mom's from Frisco, bruh. <laughs> bruh. Mom's definitely That's from San Francisco, crazy. California. Hoover, dude. His mom went to high school with my mom. Yeah, at the same time. Yep. Both went to Wash together. They found that out here at yeah. Old Soul Radio. Really? Yeah. Yep. Oh, shit. On Mother's Day. A lot of fun facts at Old Soul Radio. Wa- Wash was a big enough school for that shit to happen, probably, because that was one of the biggest schools yeah. in the city. That's the biggest. I think it was huge. Was a giant high school. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's so everybody. I don't know. I, I man, I, it's such a bad memory though. I've forgotten so many names. People would be like, "Oh, you remember this person?" I'm like, "Fuck." 
I always thought soda was way bigger from like in high school, and then you guys told me like when we were older, it's like no, it's like five hundred kids or something like that, right? Or it's like a six hundred kid student body. That's crazy. Yeah. Damn. I think that is. Was that including academy? No, nah, with academy it was like a rack. Yeah. Something like a that. rack of kids. Yeah, so there's, <laughs> there's like a thousand kids in this, uh, you know, semi-prison campus. Hmm. You know, no that's right. Knows. It was not like a prison. It was a very nice. It was place. like a fort. You know, yeah. it was like a. You know, it was tight. It was, it was very nice yeah. because we were right on top of a fucking canyon and we had a beautiful view. But that's all true. It, it, there was no windows in a lot of the classes. Totally. Yeah. But you don't need windows. You have outside. Uh yeah, true. I guess I'll take the no windows for what was outside. I always yeah. thought it's funny that y'all had like a, a whole track field, but y'all didn't play sports. I know. At your school. We just watched other people play sports. There was like two school. people that like were training for the military. I remember. Oh my god! <laughs> they were, what? They were like the two people running around the track. And yeah. The gym teacher who was just every time you looked outside, he was running the track. And the rest of us were just like doing <laughs> drugs on the field. Yep. Yeah. You know, on the farm. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know. No, I, I love my high school experiences, but there are times where I wish I went to soda for sure. For acting specifically, I think like yeah, it would have been a good time. But yeah, it's fun, you know. It, it, I, yeah. There's a lot I, I miss about it, but there's a lot that I just realized about like, you know, what it takes <laughs> to actually like, uh, like. I think it was it would it, it prepped you really well for doing like mm-hmm. you know very you know, uh, big productions and like, you know, colleges and shit, you know, mm-hmm. like he's prepping you to go to like, uh, uh, and, uh, fucking acting college mm-hmm. and shit and, you know, or, or college for theater and shit, you know, and good theater programs. And it, it was a, it was, it was a good experience, but I just realized what it took and it's like a lot, dude. It's crazy, like, you know, like, think about everybody's so top level. Like, if you went to Juilliard, Mm -hmm. like, everything's so top level, right? Mm -hmm. Like, everybody's just up there, like, I don't know, like, it must be an intense experience, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, my college experience is everybody's, like, there's a lot of people who are just trying to get their shit done. Everybody, you know, it was a commuter school. Everybody was fucking just going to class, you know. There wasn't that much of even, like, campus life compared to other schools. But, like, if you went to a place like that where everybody's competing with each other, super tough, you know, in that within the institution, I don't know. must be a crazy experience that I haven't been through. I mean, for me, I think it always tripped me out that, like, y'all knew at, like, what, fucking 12 and 13 that you wanted to be artists. I think that was the trippiest thing to me. Yeah. I was like, there's a whole high school for people that already know what they want to do when they grow up. That's yeah, crazy, right. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah, that's the thing, too. Like, I, I kind of said, like, just perform, like, doing a show mm-hmm. was, like, great. Yeah. Know? But I just, that's such a, like, a maturity level that you, that y'all hit so early, you know? Because I feel like, I mean, even now, I mean, like, you, you look at social media, like, all my friends, I have so many 
homies that have never done like artistic things in their lives and all of a sudden they hit their 20s and they're like i'm this now yeah, you know yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. dope i mean look at you know i didn't start doing stand-up until after high school but yeah you know it's uh but there's there's i mean you know dope. there's also a lot to fucking dissuade you of that shit too you know like because it's just the whole safety of it, you know, like... What do you mean? The... I don't know. I guess what I'm getting down to at this point is, like, you know, the whole uh, job security of an artistic lifestyle, mm, mm-hmm. you know, rather than, you know, what you just end up being, mm-hmm. you know, like... <clears throat> like, pretty soon, I'm only going to have one year till I need my own health care mm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like being like shit like that i don't want to think about that shit like what the fuck that shouldn't that shouldn't impact whether i want to do should probably about think about it i want to fucking do it yeah. like got like you know care. fuck that shit you know and that's why i fuck this whole thing we got going on but the only way you're going to be able to do what you want to do is to do what you want to do mm-hmm. so just do it mm-hmm. agreed you know? sometimes you know yeah ladies and gentlemen um oh is it that time already oh shit we're fucking running in dog this is old soul radio uh mike thank you so much for coming back yeah. and thanks for having thank me guys you, yes, yeah. give him a round of applause Woo. thank you so much for coming shit. back and giving us uh, a check-in on rent check yeah series yeah can you tell us anything, uh, any final words on like what to look out for in the coming weeks or months and all that? Yeah, I'm about to start being really annoying on social media. It's been a while since I've done that, and I'm excited to get back into that. So look out for uh, some stuff. Me brushing my teeth, me taking shits, me just talking to the camera. I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got to figure out more ways to promote the show. Mm-hmm. And so I'll be figuring out the good and bad ways to do that. So yeah, right. we'll, uh, yeah, for sure. we'll see that. But yeah, look forward to you know, stay tuned. Stay yeah. tuned. It'll be out this spring or this summer. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. And we'll be fucking posted for that. Yes. Right. You know what I mean? um, tune in next week uh, on Old Soul Radio. And uh, stay tuned for the final hour coming up next. The final um, hour with so the archivist. Oh, yeah. Uh, and thank you, everybody that's here right now. Um, Shout talk out. Talk to you soon. Hit the sub, man. Hey, look, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Hey, look, damn, driving on the interstate. Niggas trying to eat and get some food if only dinner plate. Fuck beef, I only want fillets when I'm talking steak. Good die young, you lose niggas in the illest ways. Niggas take a lies for the cheapest J's Traumatized and now you wide awake and you can't sleep for days Mind ain't free, body locked up in a cage you Can't speak on how you feel and now you feel the rage Page turner, 85 dollar eighth burner Add to each other's bag, that's a great merger Youngin' on the stage, low in age but a face turner Doing great circa 95, pushing days further Damn, the wrong time but the right decision a lot of sinning for some righteous niggas yeah. So much confusion with this life you living right. 
You get divided, trying to make a difference. Six in the whip, double parts still purring. If I call twice, pick it up, shit's urgent. If I call one, shit, call me back later. I watch got smaller when the bag got greater. Six see the whip, double parts still purring. If I call twice, pick it up, shit's urgent. If I call one, shit, call me back later. I watch got smaller when the bag got 